2: The Giants have continually just taken small steps forward. It is obviously coaching, but these guys just got better across the board, and the expectation rose each and every victory that they had this year. That's what makes this so damn impressive. Brandon
3: Tierney. This is
2: pathetic. Like old kid inside.
3: Why would you start Flacco? It is such a defeatist loser move. I don't want them to win, and I don't want to watch Flacco. So why would I watch the game? Tiki and Tierney on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. All righty, ten oh two on the fan. What's happening, everybody? This is the Tiki and Tierney Show. Well, at least take solace in this. The Flacco family, they love the Dolphins. That's going to make you feel good, huh? All right, so we get down to the business of dissecting Giants fans. Well, listen, the stage is yours until you lose. (laughs) So don't worry. You're going to get your time. And Giants, you know, it's awesome. They competed. Playoffs are coming. But we start to bury this perennial corpse known as the New York Jets. Now, first of all, do not tell me that this was a good season. This was a complete waste of a season. Oh, but we have a couple of really good players. Good. Every team's got a couple (laughs) of really good players. I got news for you. The Jets lost six straight, seven of eight, several times, didn't get off the bus with playoff berths on the line. Three straight games, no touchdowns. Do not tell me this was a good season. And certainly don't tell me this was a fun season. And I got a question for everybody. Because right now, today, every first of all, Jets organization, don't even listen to the show. You're not gonna want to, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to hear what you're about to hear. So everything must be on the table. And I mean everything. Now, what stinks about that is. Does anybody have a modicum of hope that Woody Johnson, one, knows what he's doing uh, and or two, will actually do the right thing? The rhetorical question, obviously, that that is. The answer is no. They very well, very well. And when I say everything, they may have whiffed on the general manager. Mm. They it looks like they whiffed on the quarterback. There's a good chance they whiffed on the head coach. And we know that the OC is going to take the hit for everybody. And as I'm saying that they may have whiffed on the GM, I see my partner, I get it, kind of shaking his head. Well, let me tell you what Joe Douglas has done so far 7 and 9, 2 and 14, 4 and 13, 7 and 10. That is a collective 20 and 46. To be fair, I mean, the cupboards were empty. That's four years in the books. And more importantly, in terms of offensive ranks, this is not 1972 where you could win 17 to 13. And if a kicker kicks a 37 yard field goal, you're like, whoa, what a (laughs) boot that was. You got to score. And the four years with Joe, it's been 26th in total offensive rank, 32nd, 32nd, and 28th. The offensive line is still a complete mess. Partly because you whiffed on Beckton. So when I say that everything is on the table, I mean everything. And I've got a question for you mm-hmm. who knows as much football as anybody that I know. I want you, and don't be cute because I'm not, please don't needle me <laughs> out of the right. show. Right. Right. You can needle me after. Okay. All, right? all right. all right. I know how you are. I get you. <laughs> this is not pleasurable, but I need a legitimate answer. All right. What are Robert Sala's best coaching characteristics, definitively,
2: Mm. tangibly identify what he's good at. Well, it's so interesting that you asked that question because my response to you, if you hadn't asked me a question, and I'll get to the answer in a second, was for Jet fans to just take a deep breath, (sighs) Ah, breathe in deep and just relax. Yeah. Let the emotion go away for a second. And then you can really evaluate this season. Because there were some good things. But you can't dwell on them right now because mm-hmm. of all the negative. I mean, you lose six straight games. It, it, it's, exactly. It's Everything's on the table. All bets are wrong. It's lose six straight. It's gross. Six. You're seven and four. It's gross to six. lose six games. So, with that being said, to answer your question, BT, I think that Robert Sala is a great communicator with us. Okay. With us. This is the first thing you've given me. An Interesting answer. The Keep problem going. is, I don't know, because I'm not in that locker room, if he's a great communicator with his team. In fact, I probably could uh, speculate that he's not. N- now, the other thing that I thought he was going to be great at was the energy right this 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 person i can see him on the sidelines in san francisco it still like jumps in the like the forefront of my mind when i think about robert sala is him running up and down the sidelines, and being who he actually is and i feel like when he came to new york he put on a facade to be the head coach of the new york jets and as soon as you do that you 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 take a little bit of yourself away uh, to become a, a ceo Right, but let's face it. Like we're playing, we're talking about a kids' game. Like we're talking about a, uh, a a a an entertainment property. We're talking about a sport. Something that you have to be real with, otherwise you get lost in the nonsense. And I think that Robert Sala got a little bit lost in the nonsense. What am I doing with my quarterback? You know, we have these issues in the in the in the with the coaching staff. I know that they're there, but I I, I can trust that they're gonna go away. We have all this talent and there's but they're starting to bitch. I'm talking about earlier in the season, we saw this. How do I manage that? Like it it gets really complicated to be a head coach. And when you're trying to be the head coach instead of being yourself, you get lost, man. Mm-hmm. So my biggest gripe, if I have one with Robert Sala is that he wasn't himself. Um, at least it didn't feel like he was himself. Okay. Now, I, I don't know what he does great. I really don't. Okay, what does he do c- really well? Because Forget about great. I don't know what he does really well. Uh, that's a problem. And so I, it's not managing the clock. Nope. It's not managing the, the I don't know, the... Uh, the, the inevitable changes that are going to happen over the course of a season mm-hmm. because the whole, I mean, he mismanaged the Zach Wilson. He ruined like, them. Benching. He ruined know, them. Re- throwing them back in. He ruined them. Right? I mean, he ruined them. Even if it, even if they played, he played well enough to win against the Detroit Lions, throwing them back into that situation where he was at home and he yeah. was going to get booed, and you're just hoping that he does some good things and boosts his confidence. It, just, it was bad. It was mm-hmm. mismanaged. So it's hard to, like, Rhetorically, because I'm not in the in the clubhouse, I'm not in the locker room over there to tell you what Robert Sala does well. But I do know that he, Jet fans, everybody associated with this, needs to take a step back, remove the emotion, and then make practical decisions going forward. Because if you if you get rash, it's going to get even worse than it already well, is. Hold on a second. I've had plenty of time to <laughs> let the
3: emotion leave. I watched yesterday's game like a zombie. I was emotionless. That so was a hard game, to watch. It was brutal. So my head is clear. Mm-hmm. I have great clarity today. This isn't fueled by emotion, mm-hmm. and I don't think that as we get to these calls in a bit. I, I, well, there will be emotion because everybody's unhappy. But I think, in large part, whatever's said today is derived from logic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Put it this way: if the if yesterday's game meant hey, if they win, they're in. Then I can, and they lost, like they did. Then I could see you saying, let's step back a little bit here mm-hmm. because it's so immediate. The cut, you know, you're still bleeding a bit. You're still kind of putting that napkin. You, you, you're dapping up the blood. Yeah. We have been almost desensitized here for a couple of weeks because the season's been over for a couple of weeks. I, I, I think anything, I, I, you know, I'm just going to speak for myself. This is not emotionally driven. This is not emotionally fueled. I'm going to ask you the question again. Not about Salah because you gave me the answer, which really is a non-answer, which is the answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... <laughs> The four most important aspects of any organization, forget about ownership, because we can't change that. We can scream, sell the team, and I wish he would, but he's not going to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we don't need to waste time on that. The other four non-negotiable staples of a team, GM, head coach, OC, quarterback. The GM hasn't won, the head coach looks lost, the offensive coordinator stinks, and the quarterback has been destroyed. So I want to know,
2: I want to know why everything should not be on the table right now. Everything should be on the table, except if you're Woody, Yeah, you are now saying, I'm reconfiguring, I'm resetting again, right? And it just, it gets into this vicious cycle. It's no different than what the Giants went through for, what was it, three coaching cycles until they find so... You know, McAdoo, Shermer, and Judge. Yeah, you went to three coaching sites. It just felt. And look what happened. They got the right well, guy, and boom, they're playing an 18th game. So that's the argument. That's the art. Uh, yeah, that's the argument for resetting and putting it all on the table. Because if you know it's wrong, it's wrong, and you should you should just cut bait. Don't think about it any longer. Let's move on to find someone who's better. But that's the wrong move. The only reason you move on is because
3: you reel in a big fish. Mm-hmm. That's the difference.
2: And I've been on the well, record with that for, well, for weeks now. Uh, yeah, but
3: that's Sean Payton, Jim Horvath. Yeah, I'm not going to fire him for but ha- some retread. I'm but, not saying that at all. But the Giants didn't do that.
2: As no, you know what I mean. The- no,
3: but the Giants. Yeah, no. I uh, it's true, but the Giants went to an organization one the that's Dolphins, had a ton of success. The
2: Dolphins didn't do that. Right, the
3: Dolphins coach loses yesterday. He's fired. Uh, so that, they didn't make the right move. You you disagreed with that last week. I believe strongly, especially if they lost to the Jets, that he would have been fired. But they won, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But Josh Allen, tangible evidence that that Dable knew what he was doing. All right, mm-hmm. and he can influence the most important part of the game, which is offense. The Jets.
2: Can't score. Yeah, but at some point, you you have to arrest this cycle. You have to stop it. And and I and I know that it's easy to point to Robert Sala, and I'm sure Robert Sala is the first one to tell you that he failed this team this year. Whether it was because of how he handled, you know, the the Elijah Moore nonsense earlier in the season, and let Garrett Wilson continue continually demonstrate against his court, quarterback, even if it was just natural, you know you know, visceral emotion that was coming out in the middle of games, whether it was I, he has the wrong offensive coordinator because Michael LaFleur just wasn't prepared to develop Zach Wills. I'm sure he would tell you he failed. But rethinking him as your head coach keeps this cycle of just – turnover over and I over and that's over why I say and over, and, like over and over and over again. Get...
3: Okay, but, yeah, but, but if the Giants hard, you, didn't do that, the Giants getting... would be picking third this year. But how
2: are you How are you getting a commitment from Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh or know. any of these I've, guys? You start with a phone call.
3: That's, that's and I don't even know that he'll say yes. Did Woody even go through if. a back channel to gauge his interest? That's a big if. My guess is no, and that's pathetic. That's what's so frustrating. You know, I listen. I understand that the future with the Jets is a lot brighter. Like when Gase was fired, Mm -hmm. when Idzik was gone, and showing the, like those were just dark, the rudderless, I mean, just beyond, like almost we were apathetic. This is not that. But it doesn't mean that you have the right situation in place, mm-hmm. and I think everything's got to be looked at. I think everything's got to be critically analyzed. And I gotta laugh. Like there's some Jet fans who are who are actually saying it's a good season. Are you that desensitized? Has this team taken away your competitive spirit that much that you're okay with losing seven straight games? <laughs> That's okay. I don't understand some people. Not okay with me. It's not 877 337 6666. All right, Teek, we're inside of our Town Fair Tire studio. Uh, Friends at Town Fair always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. It is a day of critical evaluation for a team that seemingly never gets it right. Your calls, Giants will get to you, obviously. Great job competing. I know you didn't win. You'll have your fun. Hopefully you guys handle the bikes, and hopefully you go on this giant run and just start blasting like Eli did a couple of times out of nowhere. So we'll get to the Giants. They'll be running the show here for a couple of weeks on the station, obviously. But right now we're talking, Jet, what do you do? What do you do? 877-337-6666. Yeah, Dr. Feel Good. Oh, this feels great, doesn't it? 1021 <laughs> <laughs> on the fan. What's happening, Tiki? I'm not I forget you. I'm I, I know you, though. Oh, you can mock me now. I mean, listen, a mocking season is open. I just needed the respect of the first segment to air out my grievances, which I stand by. Uh, now mock away, because we're the most mockable team in existence. Really are. You know, and... <laughs> This is a small thing, but I got to tell you, Tiki, it really bothered me. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. No, I don't. All right. So I'm watching the game. Why? I, I don't know, but I was. And I know I said the other day I was going to watch it. I yeah, did. I actually did. I
2: actually watched it as well. I did. And I'm sitting there watching. Like, why am I watching I this, don't know. this
3: gross nonsense? I don't know. Now, to be fair, my, my son I had a couple of buddies over, yeah. they were playing football in the yard. I was in an album, video game. but But the game was on, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had the CBS feed on Not the Red Zone. So I see the whole pregame thing with Joe Flacco's family. Yeah, his, his three kids, three uh, sons. Beautiful little kids, yeah. right? Healthy, thank God. Football fans, good little kids. Love it. Why are they wearing a Dolphins jersey? <laughs> I mean, I, I know it seems like a little petty thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not, This is not about the kids. This I mean, it's awesome. Any experience you can give your son or daughter and you have that kind of ability to do it, by all means, yeah. do it. It might be Joe's final game. I, I get all that. I don't mean it anyway, but Joe Flacco's got to know we, you cannot allow somebody in your family to wear a
2: Dolphins jersey. Let's dissect this. You can't. And, and later. You can't. Because I have a question for you. All right. But all let's, right. let's get to these calls But no, you just can't. You can't. <laughs> 877. It's disrespectful.
3: 877 right. What are we doing here? <laughs> Chris in Belleville. Chris on the Fantique and Tierney. Chris. What's up guys? What's happening, What's Chris? Up? Listen, give me a minute here on the Jets. Th- this
4: season was a complete disaster. It was an epic collapse after 7 and 4. They gave us hope and they took it right from us. 6 straight losses. 3 games in a row with zero touchdowns with four different quarterbacks that yeah. they tried out there. 15, 15, 15 points f- in 3 games. 15, Yay! 15 points 15 points total in 3 games. Ugh. And I and I got to hear the coach after the game yesterday, <laughs> No. talking about we took Minnesota down to the wire, we took Buffalo down to the wire, we were competitive, we were 7-4. and four. I don't want to hear that no. from a coach after losing six games in a row and not scoring a touchdown in three games. Look, now, he, look I'm, he said I'm he not, wasn't going to – hold one. on
2: real quick, I'll let you finish, Chris. But he said he Go wasn't ahead. lobbying for his job. Remember he said that before last yeah. week? He was lobbying for his job, saying things like that.
4: And, and I'm not somebody that says fire everybody every nope. year. But when I, I got to look at teams like the Jaguars, the Lions, mm-hmm. the Giants, I'm sure I'm missing one, where I think we have more talent than all three of those teams, minus the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. And, and I have to see those coaches get those teams so fired up that the Lions should have made the playoffs. The Jaguars are in the playoffs. The Giants are in the playoffs. Coaching matters. At the very least, they got to fire Salah's best buddy, the offensive coordinator because there's going to be another quarterback here next year anyway, so it's not like you have to worry about continuity between OC and the quarterback because the quarterback's going to be new. At the very least, you got to get rid of the OC.
3: Chris, this is where it gets complicated, and I, I was I agree with what you said there, and I also believe that too many times we are quick to say fire, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. No, that's not always the solution. It might satisfy some of our visceral reactions and, and you know, specific to sports, anger, but that doesn't get it fixed most times. But here's the problem. So you say, all right, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm, I'm fine with that. that mm-hmm. I, that's fine. But you have to now look at LaFleur. Because I I do believe Salah will be back. LaFleur is the one who's really hanging by a thread. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Or he will be. Yes. Free agency starts on
2: March 15th when yeah. you can actually sign players. Yes. So – Except for the legal tampering period, BT, which Let's is try. March 13th. Which oh, is, yeah. Which is, I'll get a jump on him, tiger. But you might as well just make it March 13th. I will <laughs> illegally tamper. Exactly. I will text Jimmy Garoppolo right now <laughs> from
3: Robert Sala, who obviously knows Jimmy Garoppolo, and say, Are you coming here? Yes or no? Actually, I'd call him mm-hmm. because I don't want to have any text evidence. Although I'm sure they can trace back the call, too, nowadays. You can't hide anything. But the bottom or I'd meet him in the parking lot, so there'd be a camera. And whatever. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but the bottom line is this if you are predisposed to say, you know what, Garoppolo's going to be a good two-year band-aid, going to win some games, which I agree with, by the way, and you wouldn't fire LaFleur if Garoppolo's the guy, given their pre-existing relationship. Yes, that makes sense. The problem is you don't know if Garoppolo's coming here until mid-March.
2: Yeah, because he can go wherever he wants.
3: And if he doesn't come here and you don't fire LaFleur... There's no good OCs left in March.
2: That's a problem. It is, it, it, it's a timing issue. Yes. It's, a, it, it's not going to line up to fit perfectly into the narrative. Well, there's a solution behind Zach and... It works with Mike LaFleur. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's not going to time up that
3: way. Yeah, yeah, and, and under no circumstances can Zach Wilson enter 2023 as QB1. Now you think he should be gone? I disagree. You give me a good OC, you give me a, a Garoppolo, you give me a Derek Carr, which seems a little bit more unlikely than Garoppolo. I'm fine bringing him back as a backup. I, I'm, I'll roll with him one more off. He can't be the starter. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they have so many things to fix. They Basically every important position on the team. The head coach, we're not sure. The GM, we're not sure. The OC, we're pretty sure which means they are not sure. And the quarterback, we're not sure. That's not good. Elliott's in Edison, New Jersey. Elliott's on the fan. What's up, buddy?
5: So, I think he just needs to be fired just because... Uh, how, how do you let the team walk around with Mike Epping white shirts? And how do you let a rookie quarterback show up... Work, rookie wide receiver show up your quarterback, no matter how good he is? Like, at some point, you got to lead. you got to tell people... You can't do this. you you got to stay and play within the the thing. Did anybody go to the defense and ask them, did you guys let down the offense when Zach Wilson scored a touchdown against the Lions, and then all of a sudden on a fourth and one, they let some backup tight end, run 53, 54 yards for a touchdown to totally end everything?
2: No, I mean, yeah, no. No, Hey, now listen, we can't do that. Don't don't, by the way is uh, is not yet in the uh, group today. Here's the thing to, to, you know, I know we're talking about
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: inability to I guess curtail those things that annoyed us as as fans of of if you were a Jets fan in this case. But at the same time, why weren't there I don't know, offensive leaders in the locker room saying that's that doesn't work? And I think that's part of the challenge. Like who's who's grown? They're so young. Like who's grown into that offensive leader other than the quarterback per se? You know, the quarterback just because he's the quarterback. So, who's that person in the Jets' offensive meeting room that's saying, you know what, you guys probably shouldn't do that. You know what, I've seen this, you know, many times over the course of my career when you start dividing the locker room by picking favorites and having, you know, pet projects for whatever quarterback. It just kind of gets who's doing that in the locker room? The problem is nobody. Mm -hmm. There's nobody doing it. I mean, maybe Uzama, but he... he was wearing a shirt. That's the problem. So so, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, who would have said it? You know, like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. That should be the head coach. It should be but the head if coach. Not the head coach who's the yeah, no, I, mean. I I get maybe They're Corey just... Davis been around a little bit. You know, yeah. he's kind of seen, you know. Like he's kind of here two years. Yeah, but know? at least he's been around.
3: I mean, if you say Uzama, at least yeah. Corey's been here a couple of years. Uzama's been here a couple of months, yeah. basically. <laughs> you know, and we laugh at this. Like, I don't think that people took that seriously enough. It mm-hmm. was a cute story, especially since at that point the Jets were riding pretty high. Oh, Mike F. Efford- oh. White, that's our guy, that's our boy. The that when I say the Jets failed, Zach Wilson. There are so many football checkpoints that we've all regurgitated a million times that are that are redundant and boring. We all know what they are. They failed him, football. But they also failed him emotionally. And I don't think enough people put that on Salva's doorstep. Mm-hmm. You're the head coach of a football team. This kid's 23 years old. You let 20 guys get on a bus with a T-shirt of the backup's face. <laughs> How do you think Zach Wilson feels? And if you say, well, suck it up. He's a pro. He gets paid. That's unrealistic. You've got to protect and insulate young
2: players. They destroyed Zach. The reason it felt okay at the time is because a lot of people – Thought Mike White was going to be the safety. That no, that that doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. But if Mike White becomes your, let's say, in theory, franchise quarterback, and you move on from Zach Wilson, then who cares about that? Like it, it's like, hey, we had Mike White's back from the very beginning. And Can I tell know, you why I care? I know he, I know he was cut five times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of them with the Jets, just going up and down in the practice squad, but yeah, it's clerical a, stuff. Yep. It's a fact of the matter. Like he was released from the active roster four times with the Jets, mm-hmm. right? So it's a big deal for him to be the champion like the savior when you have the number two overall draft pick from a two years ago or a year ago yep right it's a big deal it's a huge deal and it was a real disservice to zach's development and at least in terms of his
3: mental you know the confidence and just his place in the locker room and even if that situation would have worked out where mike stayed healthy ascended to these incredible heights yeah it's still the wrong move because there's another situation to me that's a lack of leadership and Robert Sala was hailed as a leader. And I do believe on some level he's a leader of men. I do. I'm not trying to bash him unnecessarily. He's got some good qualities. On game day, I'm not so sure what they are. But I do think he's got good interpersonal skills and all that stuff. But like to me, that's, an exam- that's a foreshadow of him making another mistake down the road. So even if Mike White bowled out, it's still fundamentally the wrong way. It's like your child somehow backdooring the answer to some trick math question. But they didn't do the process right. But they got the question right.
2: Yeah. But
3: eventually, you got to trip up because you didn't do it right. But they were about to lose the team. Like that's How the do one though. Know. Did you see them yeah. on the
2: field? I don't. The entire with that. team was well, about to lose it. The deep, but from the defense, from the offense, Huff, Elijah Moore. Everybody. Here's the thing. I, I, I you're right. You're one, uh, who? who uh, Connor Hughes, right? Connor. Connor reported that that he was losing the team. You're right. He had to make the change from Zach Wilson because he just. He he was woefully unprepared to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, so he had to make the change to Mike White. But how that change was presented, yes, is where is, where, is where the problem That's starts no to, to put arise. It. It's it's not that they moved from that inflamed it, yeah. So it, well, it made it made your num- your second pick from a, the year prior irrelevant all of a sudden. So it's like, all right, he, he was done. Zach Wilson was done. When they came out wearing those those Mike Mike F and White t-shirts, Zach Wilson's tenure effectively for the New York Jets was over. It was done. It was the team doesn't like him. The team was gonna mutiny if he was gonna be the starting quarterback, and you allow the public, like the public perception, which becomes reality, to be, eh, forget Zach Wilson. We like Mike White more than Zach Wilson. Right? So it just be it became, I don't know, it became more than just he was getting ready to lose the team, it became we hate Zach Wilson, and that's 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 a, that's hard to recover from. How
3: about this? How about you? You guys, whomever you are, walk around your neighborhood with a T-shirt of uh, the, the the woman from Seven Homes Down. See how your wife feels about it. <laughs> how, how's that going to work? Think I'll be Seven be... Homes Down for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's going to be some internal friction? I think so. And how about this pathetic that's stat? Great. Listen to this, stat. Can I just give no, you... No, I don't want to this hear that, is, This is among, and this is saying something because it's the Jets, among the most pathetic statistics I think I've ever come across in the modern era of football where everybody scores. The New York Jets have now had three straight years where their quarterback, whomever threw the most touchdowns, whomever that was, Darnold, and we know the names, right, where they failed to have a quarterback throw 10 touchdowns or more Wow. In a season, so what does that mean? That means this year nobody threw ten or more. It means last year nobody threw ten or more, and it means the year before nobody threw ten or more. Say nineteen thirty-seven since twenty twenty-two, twenty-three, where you just score if you show up and you have a half decent <laughs> game plan and three good players. Yeah, that
2: I mean that's really the indictment on the, <laughs> on the offense and Michael Flores, as we've been talking about. You score fifteen points in three games, and it, you, I mean, it's, come on. you're hardly threatening hardly threatening Mm -hmm. to to do that. Yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like they were close at all.
3: Nope, they weren't. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Bam, bam, bam. 1042 on The Fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. Mm -hmm. 877-337-6666. The Giants... You know, I thought the trade deadline passed here. Uh, but they seemingly have acquired a pretty interesting <laughs> receiver here for the postseason run. Uh he's big, apparently has pretty good hand foot coordination, dotting those uh those spikes in the back of the end zone. He's uh could be a reliable red zone target. Nice trade getting uh, this guy, Kenny Gomini in there. <laughs> what about Interesting. that? Interesting. What about that, man? That's impressive. <laughs> Can he help you guys against the Vikes and maybe beyond? Or was that a little one-off I there mean, for Kenny?
2: I remember this conversation that we had. He had seven targets yesterday, BT. He only caught one <laughs> pass, uh, two of them, two passes. Yeah. Seven targets, uh. two receptions uh, for 30 yards, and that touchdown, which was most of his catching, receiving yards because it was 25 yards. But I remember we had this conversation it wasn't really a debate because i just didn't have an answer for you on whether or not he was quote unquote washed um and then i then went back and watched and it's just like his route running is, is lackluster he doesn't like he doesn't um get any separation so i'm not going to say he's washed but the thing i did say at that time was i think this kid could be a really good not kid but whatever you know because he's been around for a minute I think he'd be a really good red zone threat, right? There's a finite number of yards, things you have to do, right? You run to a corner, run a fade, run a crossing route, whatever it may be, high-point it, score a touchdown. I mean, could I see him being a red zone threat in some capacity? Sure. But as a every down, you know, middle-of-the-field possession guy, no, I don't see him contributing that way. Uh, Giants-Vikings
3: on Sunday at uh, 4.30, Minnesota minus three, so showing the Giants some respect there. Yeah. What were the Giants point-wise? Last time they went to Minnesota. Was it like eight? Yeah, it was, it was, it was fairly it was, big, it, right? It was it was six, minus, at least well, six eight? and a half or something like that. Yeah, I think I, you're right. I know it was up there a little bit. So here's the matchups for those who may have missed it, and then we'll get back to these calls here. Saturday, and we got the Super Bowl Court weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm-hmm. So you got Seattle Niners, 4:30 on Saturday, uh, Niners minus 10. Saturday night, Chargers at the Jaguars. That should be a fun game, the Chargers at the Jaguars. That'll be a good
2: one. I mean, how about that? The Jags hosted a home, I mean, a playoff game. (sighs) Yeah, I know. After years of just whatever. Well, they were almost at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, if you really think about it. That was three years ago? Whatever it was, three or
3: four. Chargers minus one in that game. Uh, Sunday, we got the triple header. We got Dolphins, Bills at one. Buffalo minus 11. Mentioned the Giants and the Vikings. That will be... Uh, Obviously, all the focus uh, this week for sure for 430 on Fox, uh, the night games, the Bengals hosting the Ravens, 815 on NBC. And then on Monday, we get the Cowboys and the Bucks. Dallas, minus three, Dak Prescott. Wow. Let me just give you something from Dallas's game yesterday. Dallas had 11 drives. Think about this. And they've got weapons. This isn't the Jets. Like with a quarterback, that's, you know, a mess. Dallas had 11 drives without a first down. That's their most since 2001. Mm-hmm. 182 total yards and Dak 15 picks. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, especially when you consider he missed five games. Yeah, played 12 games. He had 15 picks. That's a lot. Did, did that lead the league? Yes, it, it did. It did. Uh,
2: <laughs> it was either uh, first or tied. And I, I remember Josh a couple weeks or ago, or 15 as well. I'm a couple weeks ago, Dak was like, "Yeah, I just got to make better decisions." Well, of course, yeah. You think what happened to him? I don't know. I think I think he wants to be the hero. I think he wants to be the man. Instead of making smart decisions, just dump it down to the running back. I mean, Tony give Tony Pollard extra touches. I could, mm-hmm. I'd want that kid to touch the touch the rock. Instead, he keeps pushing balls downfield. Uh Dan, I saw Orlovsky breaking down one of his, you know, pick six the pick six that he had. He's just making bad decisions and it's consistent. Every week he has at least two or three of those. One of them inevitably turns into a turnover and interception because he's had one each of the last, I want to say six weeks. It's been about two months of pretty bad football yeah, bad. for him. It's been bad. Did you hear
3: uh, the uh, reco sound this morning with the morning show? No. You hear what Jerry Jones said after the game? No,
2: what did he say? <laughs> about Dak? Uh, uh, well, but just about just the way they general. played and the okay. way they got
3: waxed by the commanders. He's like, it was very short. You know, the the Texas draw, he's like, yep, we're going to have to suck on that for all week. We're going to have to <laughs> suck on that one all week. It was hysterical. All right, but uh, uh, Dallas does not look very uh, we good. We to suck on that all week. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> play it again. Know. Uh, we get to suck on that all week. <laughs> we get to even worse. And, uh, we get to suck I'll on that all week. Wanna, uh, get ready to go in about six, seven days. Nothing else will. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Eight seven seven three three seven six. Well, listen. I mean, at least you hear from the guy. I kind
2: of love the. Jerry I kind of
3: want to hear from Woody Johnson right now. Well, he's there. He was there yesterday at the end of the game. I want to hear from Woody Johnson. Yes, yes, I'm selling the team. Yeah, well, it, well that's not going to happen. That would be <laughs> that would be optimal. Well, that's not going to come our way. We should never. We're not going to be that lucky. Um, but I'd like to hear Woody speak on the overall state of the team and you know what they did or did not accomplish based on his internal preseason or midseason expectations. Now, I want to be fair. You know, you can't have it both ways. So, when you have an owner who's too middling, it's not always good. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we romanticize and glorify great, you know, George Steinbrenner, you know, Antique, I know you were in Virginia, you were young, like, we were both young, but there were years where I couldn't stand him. So, let's not rewrite the narrative. George was a detriment to the Yankees for many years, okay? Uh, during my early, like, not quite teen, like 10, 11, like when you're in love with baseball, I'm like, I couldn't wait for this guy to go. Mm-hmm. So, you can't have it both ways. As I said, you can't have somebody, you know, pop in and out and 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 laud what it's good and then crush him what it's bad because it's got to be one way or the other. And I don't need Woody to be George. He's not. But I would like Woody in his own controlled um, delivery. Tell us what you think. You know, maybe, maybe he will, but, you know, I, I don't expect that. Mike's in Brooklyn. What's happening, Mike? You're on the
2: fan. How are you? What's up, Mike?
5: Hey, guys. How's it going? We are good. Um, I think you guys are extremely pessimistic on the Jets situation. Um, I think you've been way too harsh.
2: Are to you optimistic?
5: Sure. I'm extremely optimistic about the Jets coming the next season.
2: Please explain yourself.
5: So, would you say that they they had a uh, uh, did they are they on the uptrend or, or are they on the downtrend? I would Depends. have, I I have, would have said
2: halfway through the season, they were definitely trending upwards. But you can't lose yeah. six but games in a row in seven of eight whole, and feel
0: good. hmm
5: yeah, but the team as a whole, would you say we're trending in the right you direction?
3: Just
2: answered, we just answered the question. Yes. I mean, yes. when you lose yes. six straight, how do we say yes? And Mike, the problem is yes. what you're, this conversation is the context. If you're going to talk about from a talent standpoint, like yep. if you go back over the last five years and look at the talent on the team, it's definitely trending forward. Definitely. But sure. that, it doesn't matter point. how good Don't the talent is. It's, it's how do you play? Tell. What do you look like? Do you win? They don't win. But let them gel. Let them gel, They what do you mean don't, Gel. Don't let them gel. They got worse as the season went on, dude. They'll get
3: We didn't have a
5: cornerback.
3: Mike, yes. let me Mike, let, I got a I got a question, Mike. I got a question for you. All right, so listen, you think we're a little too hard. I respect that. I obviously disagree. That's fine, but you're entitled to your opinion clearly. Let me ask you, give me a yes or no. Don't expand, just give me a yes or no. Are you convinced the Jets <laughs> have the right general manager? Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Are you convinced the Jets have the right head coach? Yes or no?
5: Looking
3: good, yes no? Looking good. Yes or no?
5: Looking good, yes.
3: Okay. Are you convinced the Jets have the right offensive coordinator?
5: Yes.
3: Wow, you're out of your mind. Are you convinced? Let no, me I- guess. Let me guess. The answer to this is going to be yes. Are you convinced the Jets have the right quarterback? Yes or no? No. Okay. So, again, you're entitled to your opinion. I think so, that you are no, out no of I your mean, mind with LaFleur. Can yeah. yeah.
5: I spend one second? Yes, you can. Go, go ahead, LeFleur, bud. Four, I'm only saying yes because I don't want change. Change is not good. He's young. Let him, let him, let's see if he can develop. If you change, you're just starting over every single time. We have a very good, tap. so D gave us a very good, competent team. And all we want to do is blow it up every time. Let them develop. The team is very good team. We didn't have a quarterback. We got screwed. The quarterback is the hardest position to get right. We didn't what? get it right. Again,
0: yeah, A team again,
5: that's unbelievable team. If we have, I, I like. I would like Jacoby Brissett. I, I would love to get your take Jaco- on that. I, but if Jacoby, really Br-
3: really I'm hold on. I'll, I'll spare you the uh, the yeah. drama. No thanks, huh.
2: Jacoby Brissett. Stop. Well, this is you know when I was 50%. we started we started the show. Huh, and I, was, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I think he, should, he had to be joking. I, I don't think, think he was. I, well, no, he was serious, <laughs> and that's I, a problem. I, I think he was joking. It's an optimistic Jet but fan if I you, give him credit. If, if you wanted to again take a breath, take a deep breath, relax. I am relaxed. Really think about it. I'm just talking about it in general. No, like I'm not it. talking about you. I'm like just it. talking about the jet ether, mm-hmm. and 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 look at it and say, all right, what is the actual problem? It has been inconsistent quarterback play. Now, Flacco is ancient. I mean, who cares? I'm not. Even, I'm not worried about Joe Flacco. He's just I I don't even want him back as a third stringer because of the sun wearing the Dolphins jersey. I don't even ever, want. Even, honestly, I don't even care. About like I, that. I do. I, I that bothered me. We can me. we can talk about it. When are you going to ask in the next, me the question about in the that? Next that hour, in the me. next hour, okay. we have time to like dig into because that's ridiculous. Cause I have a completely different interpretation. Of course, you of do. So forget Flacco for a second. We'll get Flacco in the next hour. And I'll write it down. Don't worry, Mike White. If he didn't stay, if he had stayed healthy, yeah, maybe there a conversation around him. He's not. He's not the guy. And it's Zach Wilson who just seems inept. But if if you had a if you had Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance, functioning well, he's not healthy, but whatever. Say a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. You gotta qualify everything these days. A healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, what does this jet offense look like? They're a playoff team. Exactly. And so I can understand why you look at Michael Floor and say, Oh, it's not really him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you fault him for not being able to, not not and not being able to develop. Zach Wilson, but at points his offense has looked pretty damn good. Um, and I mean, what and so a, Mike White throw one touchdown? I mean, yeah, talk about well, overstate. But I mean, it, wait,
3: oh wow, a lot of I'm yards. Talking about, I'm talking about Ooh. in the last
2: year. You know, like when it's funk, when it's when it's executing, and there's someone who's executing it. Uh-huh. You could make an argument that it's not Mike LaFleur, That the real issue has been the inconsistency at quarterback. And if you can get stability and consistency at the quarterback, then it actually feels like you're you're not blowing it up as much, and you're just replacing the weak the weak link, right? Mm-hmm. And so the challenge for the Jets is how do you replace that weak link? And and I don't want to say be fair to Zach because I don't think anybody cares about being fair to Zach at this point, but make it not a like a divided locker room like you had this year. I, that's that right? was a big. You, you had thing a divided room. locker room, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, and I I warned against this. Yep. Like as soon as you go to the next guy. Is a divided locker room. Yeah, Because some guys are going to be saying, Zach, give Zach a shot. Other guys are going to say, we hate Zach. Mm. Let let Mike White be the guy. And there's no coming back from it. You got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's the old adage. Whether it's a running back, point guards, whatever, it's
3: usually the case. Two closers in Mm -hmm. baseball. Let me throw this at you, too, real fast here. 877-337-6666. Because I think that some people are missing the bigger picture. I I think it's almost too too shallow, not incorrect, but it lacks the depth that I'm searching for when I talk big picture about the Jets. Do I agree with functional quarterback play that Jets would be playing another game? Of course I do. Absolutely. That goes mm-hmm. without saying. Yes. All right, so let me be very clear about that. That's not what worries me. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have faith, whether it's Arrowhead, Whether it's up in Mm -hmm. Buffalo, whether it's again, you know, up in Gillette with a revamped Patriots roster, that Robert Sala will go and out coach any of those coaches in playoff games. No, I'm thinking big picture. Not yet. Exactly. Now, 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 growth can happen. And, you know, it it doesn't always happen in a timely manner. And it's frustrating. But I'm going to ask you again. What is his greatest asset as a coach? This is not year one. Mm-hmm. This is after year two, and I'm not. You know, I'm, I, it's hard to. I'm not it. advocating fire him, but it's, you have to call Sean Payton and you hard. have to call Jim Harbaugh. And if you can't tell me what he does best, that is a problem. It's hard. It's hard to answer that one. Yes, but it shouldn't be. Think about think about your coach, Brian Dable. After one month, you mm-hmm. asked me. Hey, hey, hey Brandon, what, what does Coach Dable do the best? Uh he 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 elevates C level players to play at a higher level than they probably should. Yeah. There's yeah. immediate accountability. as Daniel Jones one week one in Tennessee. He shows great gumption going it and two to to inspire and to 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 galvanize a locker room. Those are three I didn't even think. I just three things that just ripped off mm-hmm. the top of my head that he did in the first month, first week really, of the season. It's two years for Salah. I don't see that. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Eight seven seven. He's not terrible, but I don't know that he's the guy. I don't know, and I'm not reluctant to say it. I don't know if he's the guy. Eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. All right. Wow, that was a fast hour. Take in Tierney on the fan. We got you till two. That is Carter Roberts on a Football Monday right here.
1: Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.